0: Man, it's been a long time since we've been here, but we're back. The Audible is here. Kim Camper, John, and Jimmy—we're on these every other week thing. Hopefully, we'll get back to week to week here shortly. But let me remind you that the Audible is presented by Auto Nation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. You can save on one hundred thousand vehicles right now at Autonation.com. John, that's been uh, a—it's been a crazy week and, and free agency and everything. And you're kind of waiting for the Dolphins to see what they do. And boy. Did Chris Greer and Brian Flores uh, and that staff pull off a, a trade? You're sitting there at number three, and you're going, oh, geez, we got going to gonna have our, our pick of whoever we want. And then all of a sudden, they pull the trigger on, on, on certainly the biggest trade during this free agency period and going in prior to the draft. Been a lot of movement, been a lot of quarterback movement. But, John, you look at what the Dolphins have gotten with this uh, out of their trade. They end up, after, uh, after making, making the moves, they end up dropping down to the uh, – they drop down to the 12th pick in, in the first round and come back to the sixth. So here's what they end up. Two tw- in 2021, they've got the sixth overall pick, the 18th overall pick, two picks in the first round, two second-round picks, the 36th and 50th pick, and then number 81 in the third round in 2021. In 22, they'll get a first-round pick, extra first-round pick from San Francisco – a second-round pick, a third-round pick, and another third-round pick, a comp- compensatory pick from San Francisco, they're expected. 2023, another first-round pick, another first-round pick from San Francisco, a second-round
1: pick, and a third-round pick. I would say job well done, John. What do you think? Yeah, Bo, you know, it was a, it was a frenzy, it seemed like, when the Miami Dolphins got involved in, in this free agency this year. i, I got to tell you a funny story, too, because I was on the golf course. So I know it's a shocker to you, right? I was on the golf course <laughs> and I'm about on the third or fourth hole. And one of my playing partners said, listen, the Dolphins made a huge deal you know, with San Francisco. They traded down. They did this. They got all this. They told me all about it. And I was like, well, I'll figure it out later. But that's awesome. Right. So about three or four more holes, I get to the turn. And the bad guys come out. Hey, the Dolphins made a big loss. Yeah, yeah. So-and-so told me about it. No, no, it was with Philadelphia. Yeah, that's I that's said, a come on, man. man. You're on old yeah, news that was old here. news. That was like an <laughs> hour ago. So that's how fast Chris Greer and this yeah. organization and Brian Flores really moved. And as you said, the Dolphins still have four picks in the top 50, which is all I was concerned about. Yeah, that's I didn't it. want to get out of those pristine positions because this team needs offense, they need playmakers. And you can get them with these picks still at 6-18 and and then 36-50. and Heck, at 81, you're going to get a great player in the third round. So I think it was fabulous what the Miami Dolphins did in terms of being able to move and position themselves, get more picks down the road, 22 and 23. But in 21, in this upcoming draft in April, they're going to be in great shape to get who they want, when they want. Well, numbers, you know, number you look at number six, you go down three three spots in the first
0: round of number six. But those 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 spots are all going to be filled by quarterbacks, John. I don't know what I've seen. I, I mean, you're you're looking at this draft right now, and and there's a there's a distinct possibility. You could have five quarterbacks come off the board right off the top. Four of them are probably gonna be gone, right? By the top by the time they get to the Dolphins
1: at number six. Oh, I think so. And I think the Dolphins are still gonna have the pick of the litter in terms yep. of who they want at wide receiver. If that's where they go at six, that's where I would go. But they're going to be able to go off the board. If it's Chase, if it's Pitts, if it's Smith, yep. if it's Waddle, anybody, they're yep. going to be able to pick it because I think Cincinnati is going to pick one of those offensive tackles yep. to protect Joe Burrow. So you're going to have quarterbacks flying off the first three, possibly four picks, as you talked about. And the Dolphins are going to sitting be there sitting at six. And if one of them happens to leave one of the wide receivers, So it's okay because to move down there, they must have evaluated those guys fairly evenly. So you're going to get a a quality guy that's going to help your football team immediately. Yeah. And I I think the other thing, too, John, and this this may be kind of
0: under the surface, uh, maybe not so under the surface, but it it pretty much tells you that Tua is their guy. Right. Yeah. Doesn't it send a message to, to, to Tua, who's who's, by the way, when you look at what he's doing now and you're getting some snapshots of him working out, this guy's busting his ass to, to be what he's what he, you know, what whatever it expects him to be. But but now you gotta feel if you're too, you're saying, oh, you know, okay, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Who's who are they gonna bring in? You know, if I'm gonna compete, are they gonna trade me? All these types of things. I think it calms him down a little bit, it calms his camp down a little bit, and also gives him that, 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 that feeling that, hey, okay, this is my team. Let me get in this playbook, let me, let me, let me really dig in, not that he wasn't doing it. To begin with, but but I, I like that fact. And the other thing is, yeah, John, I, I'm you know to me, look personally, I, I look at this way. I, I know I know running back in the first round is almost like I, you know, don't do it. You know, it's you don't do it. But you know, situations sometimes sometimes call for for things to change. And to me, where the Dolphins are, where this football team is now, offensively and and, and even defensively, you know, look, they can get a linebacker in the first round. They can get one in the second round. Or, you know, for me, I'd like to see wide receiver, wide receiver, running back come out of the first three picks. And I know that running back, and, uh, you know, you're looking at Etienne up in, the, um, you know, at Clemson, Clemson. yeah, like Harris, you know, two two guys that you look at. And, you know, we've talked about in the past, John, with our running game, with, uh, you know, with, with Ahmed who came in and did a good job, and Gaskin and this and that. You know, you've got to get multiple guys to give you the yardage you want to get out of your running game. You know, it's been a long time, probably since Ricky Williams, since his team has had a, a bell cow, a guy that you just that, that's your guy, that's a that's a that's a three down back for you that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Why well, I would love to have one of those guys. I know it's risky and I know that their lifespan isn't that long, but you know, John, you're in a situation now where you probably got you you're probably in a situation where you got five to, to seven years to get yourself into a Super Bowl. And if you can have one of those running backs for five years, I'd, I'd make that deal. I'd, I'd, I'd try to at
1: least that's my personal thought. Well, at least you've got to give yourself an opportunity to get a bell cow. I mean, yeah. I, we haven't had one in a very long time. And it's its a luxury for a quarterback and an offense and a defense when it's late in the game and you need that first down. And you're able to use that offensive line where you got all those picks last year and provide a little bit of a crease for one of the best players in the draft. For me, it's 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 Nije Harris. Yeah. I, I think he's he's the guy that checks every box because he can play on every down and every situation. And next in line, it might be Javante Williams from North Carolina, who you might be able to hold out and get in the second round, but somebody's going to scoop him up. He's a terrific football player. And as you mentioned, Travis Etienne, he's like lightning in a bottle. So you can't really go wrong. But for me, it's a receiver at six of your of your choice, flavor yeah. of your choice, whoever it is. It's Harris at 18. And then you go back into the well at 36 and you and you might get, you know, another guy like a a Tony from Florida or a a Mari Rogers from Clemson or another receiver, a Darby, a a Bateman, somebody that can really strengthen this football team. Because now you're in a position of strength at one of your weaker positions in terms of staying healthy, because we haven't had a wide receiver on this football team, on this roster, play 16 games in the last five years, I don't think. Yeah, no so doubt. you you have to be able to get young. You don't have to pay a whole lot. You're going to pay what, what's allotted to in that position of draft, but you're going to have them for three, four, five years, and you're going to get better along with a young quarterback.
0: John, let me let me let me put your uh, put your general manager's hat on for one question here. Then we're going to get out of the segment. Um, if if somehow, some way, at number six, Kyle Pitts is is, yes. is, is still yes. sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, How's that? Yeah, it's uh you know, it's it's an intriguing question. I mean, you know, I you figured gotta, you, you had get, to go to break, Bo. So I was going to give it to you quickly. Yeah, you got to get up. <laughs> you know, you're like a second. Look, okay, it'd be a crowded tight end room, but boy, it would be a nice tight end room. Although Pitts, you know, Pitts, Pitts, kind of do everything. Wavers between tight end, slot guy, wide out. He can do yeah, just about anything for you out in the field.
1: It all depends on what type of offense the Miami Dolphins are creating this offseason for Tua Tungabailoa, and, and that's really what it boils down to. Pitts is going to play well in any type of offense, yep. but are you going to be able to get the football? Are you going to be able to utilize him with Mike Kosicki and whoever's left over at wide receiver? I would say yes because, he, like you were, you're alluding to, he can play X, he can play Z, he can play in the slot, he can play in line, he can yep. motion, he can play in the backfield as a one-back guy. You can do a lot of things with, with that type of athlete. So my, my, I'm all on board with it. If that's where the dolphins are going. All right. Well, look, there's a, they've got certainly plenty of
0: options and uh, and we'll, we'll find them out on draft day. Look, who knows? They may not be done dealing wheeling and dealing here uh, with, with all these draft picks, but uh, it's certainly going to be an exciting time coming up to the draft. and certainly on draft night. I believe we've got a, a, we'll talk about a little later. We've got a little draft party. I think they're, they're trying to, get together so we'll get uh, information out on that to the fans when, uh, when we get that formalized. line. Time now for our sit down amplified by Hard Rock Hotel joining us now linebacker Vince Beagle and uh, Vince it's, it's nice to, nice to have you on the audible with, with us uh, Kim Bocamper John conjemi and uh, it's got to be great for you being uh, looking forward to a new season after uh, after the injury last year and sitting out. it's always a tough year. Uh, when, when you when you got to sit out and watch a season, and how how tough was that for you last year?
2: Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. I always love coming on and chopping it up with you guys. Uh, it's always it's always a pleasure for me. Yeah, you know, last year was definitely a, a challenging year for for me. That was my first time in my career where I've had, if I've been on IR, I've been, you know, out first with a season-ending and ending injury. So that was my first time in my career where I really the first time in my career where i wasn't playing football in the fall and i used that idle time to take advantage of a lot of, lot of different things um, and it wasn't so much football stuff it was it was getting closer to my wife it was mm-hmm. building that relationship with my one year old daughter it was understanding my finances better it was growing as a man and those are the things that I think well, when I step back on the field in 2021, those are the things that I, I believe are going to make me a better football player.
0: You know, it's, it's funny, Vince, you, you talk about that. My rookie year, I blew my knee out. My first play in the Orange Bowl, running down a kickoff, blew my knee out, missed my first, my entire rookie season. And, and, and you spend a lot of time, you know, exercising your brain. Is this it for me? Am I going to be able to come back? What do I have to do? You know, all those things that kind of – go through your mind, it, it's, it's not only the physical aspect of it, but man, mentally, you got to, you've got to tough your way through it because it's, you don't,
1: it's an unknown what's in, what's in front of you. Right. That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you hit it on the head perfectly. You know, Vince, when you go through something like that, is, is it mentally, is it tougher than the physical part of getting back? Just trusting yourself to know that, Hey, the guys that I'm working with are going to get me in shape physically, but mentally I got to do that on my own. I got to find a way to, you know, uh, challenge myself again, to, to get ready to be it at a, at a level where they won't see, uh, everything seamless when I, when I left and now I've come back. Absolutely. I think every, every,
2: every recovery, every process it's night. I would, I would argue to say it's 90% mental, 10% physical, and the reason why I say it is because just like you said, it's retrusting yourself. It's the ebbs and flows of the recovery process. You know, you're going to have great weeks down weeks. And it's you coming in with the consistent mindset every single day of getting better. And that's why I think some of the players, some of the most mentally tough players in the NFL and in life have gone through the most challenges and the most adversity and the most injuries. I would, I would argue and say that. And you know, some of the guys who I really looked up to in the league was, you know, Benjamin Watson during my, my time in New Orleans. And Ben had an Achilles injury. and I've, I've actually reached out to Ben multiple times during my Achilles process. And he's just had so many great nuggets, and so much great advice to me during this process. And I'm thankful for him to kind of enlighten me and share me and, and help kind of strengthen me and keep my mind focused and level-headed, not too high, not too low. In this recovery process.
1: I'm just curious because all of us have gone through injuries, whether it be at college or the pro level. I know it was tough for me when sitting out. I was happy for my teammates because uh, let's put it on your end. You were happy for the sacks. You were happy for the scoops and scores, the interceptions, but something about you was like, man, I want to be a part of that. Um, now getting Absolutely. back, and, yeah, you know that that's natural, right? But now yeah. getting back, you've got a new group to grow with and to learn and, and to kind of get back to that position where you're part of that puzzle. You're, you're part of that mix where you're creating that habit. How excited are you looking forward to get back onto the field?
2: Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, to kind of just touch on what you just said, I was so happy for Van Ginkle last year as a guy who was <laughs> having the year he did. I I, I was truthfully happy, happy for him. You know, and that and that comes with honest, pure joy, of me feeling happy for Gink, me feeling happy for the defense, Josh Boyer, you know, dialing it up, being aggressive. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the one thing I, I, I didn't love was I wasn't out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what I think, though, what it builds in me is the appreciation for the game and truly how special and how fragile it is. You know, it's, it's one you – know, one, you're one play away from not being in the NFL anymore. And that's what I learned in my injury is, is you're one play away from being out of the league. And, and, and it's taking advantage of, and, and, and enjoying every single play, every series, every game along that journey.
0: It's, uh, that being said, how are you looking forward to getting back in this season with everything that's gone on? You look at what the, the organization has done. You look at Chris Greer and and Brian Flores. Brian Flores coming in and going, you know, winning five games the first year, going 10 and six the next year. Expectations are ramped up on this football team. You've got a a treasure trove of of draft picks coming in over the next handful of years, including this year, that can really maybe take this team to that next level where everybody wants to be. So what's your excitement level of getting back healthy, getting back, and getting to be – forget the injury – being part of this football team and getting them to be where they want to be in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs and getting closer and closer to that ultimate prize and getting to a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, with what you just said, what I can do is I got to get myself ready to play the game of football. And it's for me being ready to go to the beginning of the season, making sure that I'm physically ready to roll that's my biggest goal on how I win and how, how I may, how, how I'm going to help this team win football games. You know, Chris and, 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 Brian and coach Flo has done an unbelievable job of, you know, setting up the roster in 2019 compared to 2020. And, and I want to be a part of, I want to be a part of this organization long-term because I think, I think the best is you have to come for this, for this team. I think you guys know that. And I think a lot of, Dolphin fans who understand the game know that and for for what I'm doing is I'm making sure that I'm, I'm mentally physically and spiritually ready to go to help this team win ball games uh come when the season starts yeah I, I think I that, that watching,
0: John, John and I've talked about this I remember watching you <clears throat> it was the last preseason game Dolphins at sea, in, in New Orleans <clears throat> and I'm looking at pregame warmups. warm-ups I'm going damn who was that guy who's <laughs> jumping around <laughs> and all oh, all over the place I get you know, it's not even a game time, and this guy's bouncing around like a pinball in the end zone during warmups. So I go, who the hell is that guy? And then a week later, I see you on our you're on our football team. and I go, that's the perfect foot. That's the perfect. <laughs> <foot."> <laughs> Give me a guy with energy. To, to, is is that what you expect to bring back to this? Bring back to this uh, this football team when you step into the huddle,
2: Coach? Coach Flo must have saw something he liked that uh, last preseason game to, <laughs> to, for me to wind up in uh, Miami, but. You know that's just kind of who I am. I've you know I've been blessed. I've been blessed to, to kind of call myself a leader. I, I consider myself a leader, and you know I, I think that being a leader is is leading by example, not so much by words. And for me, it's always making sure that we're you know we're you know getting the guys to that level with you know by showing up. And I think for me, it's bringing that energy every single practice, every single game. And, you know, that energy, that's contagious. You know, players, coaches, you know, they feed off that energy. And when you got a bunch of guys who want to be great, guys who want want to be great and also have that energy, uh, positive energy, man, that's so contagious. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about guys who I've learned from, like Demario Davis with the New Orleans Saints, a guy who's got unbelievable, contagious energy. Craig Robertson with... With New Orleans Saints when out there, unbelievable, cont- you know, contagious energy. Um, guys, guys in Green Bay too. Um, um, Clay Matthews, great energy. So those are guys who who I've who mentored me and I've learned along the way and how to be a pro.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes you have to have something to trigger yourself, something to get you going, and whether it's a self motivation or you could get it and garner it off of others, I think that permeates through the whole team and you you've always done that on the field you've always been that smart tough guy Uh, and off the field you've always done the right thing as well you know I know a couple years back when you first got here you went to the children's hospital Joe DiMaggio last year you present you know you you participated in the DCC uh, in the walk with your family I think your dog was even out there right so you know this year, do you plan on doing that again? Do you plan on getting out and doing that and participating in the DCC? I'm glad you brought that up because people
2: haven't seen, you know, with my injury and COVID people haven't seen, I've, I've done virtual. I've done the Joe DiMaggio virtual hospital three times already this year. Mm-hmm. My wife who is an unbelievable person put together um, presents and we're able to provide uh, a presents to 50 families in the yeah. Miami Dade area. Who wouldn't have been able to have a Christmas this year, um, you know? And that's and awesome. Serving that's in awesome. our serving in our church. I know I might, I, I, even though I might not have posted about it or talked about it. Um, to me, serving, it humbles me and also brings me back down to, you know, being a part of the community. And I think that's what that's what it's all about at the end of the day is being a servant. And even though I have might not have been talking about it, I, I've been quietly. Serving, and I've been quietly getting better in the darkness, so that when the lights come back on, I can be the best Vince Beagle out there. I remember seeing, remember seeing you and your
0: wife and and your dog. The uh, baby's a little a year older now, getting bigger, right? (laughs)
2: That's right. She's another year older, and she's a little Spitfire. She keeps, she keeps my wife and I on our toes for sure.
0: Hey Vince, we appreciate you joining us here today. Hey, I'm noticing i'm noticing is that is that did you is that a, that's a pickup you're driving in right you better
2: believe it man i'm driving in a nice dodge 1500 uh truck right now
0: oh i just bought one of those myself now now let me ask you this did you buy it with
2: cranberry money or did you buy it with <laughs> dolphin money <laughs> i'll i'll be full disclosure on this okay i'm gonna give it a shout out right now this truck is a leased truck right now from Mark Philback from Philback Motors in uh, in, uh, in in Wisconsin right now. So if you guys ever need a truck, whether well, that Chevy, Dodge, Ford, Philback Family Dealerships got you guys covered, man. I think, Chuck, I, just, I think I just
0: saw someone last week with a license uh, frame uh, from from that uh, from that place in Wisconsin, Philback. Right?
1: Yep, Philback. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Oh, hey, just 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 so just so we don't end up with people going, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> back in Wisconsin your, your family's involved in the uh you're your, your, let me put it this way you're hip deep in the cranberry business back there right that's fair to say yeah our
2: family we've we've uh, my mom and dad we've been in the cranberry business for over 100 years in our family and uh we are the the fifth generation cranberry growers and our, our marsh we've been personally growing out for over 100 years so you know, this is something that runs deep in our family and something that we're very proud of. Um, and if you guys ever want to check out more about our family, check out Rooted in Red. It's on Instagram and on Facebook. What's it, it called? It talks about our family. talks uh, root Rooted in Red, R O O T E D in red. Talks about our family, talks about each member. Uh, nice. And it's got a fun little snippets, too. We actually just last year, we had um, – um, we had HDTV come over our house and we did, a uh, uh, with Magnolia network and they actually did a little, uh, fun little series on our family where, uh, showed my mom and my dad and my sister, uh, my wife was in it too. We were playing in, we were playing in Cleveland that week. So I couldn't be there. Yeah. Chip and Joanna. So come by? Oh,
0: yeah. What's that? Chip and Joanna.
2: Come by. Chip and Joanna weren't there, but is there, it's the Magnolia network. That's their TV yeah. series. That, it's and just aired uh, a couple weeks ago. So go check it out. You guys, it's pretty good. It's actually worth a watch.
0: You're multifaceted. Vince Vince Beagle, (laughs) multifaceted, Cranberry TV, football, you name it. He's got it. Shields for a truck, uh, a truck spot up in Wisconsin. You got it all in. You got it all in on this one, Vince.
2: I I appreciate those kind words. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, Look forward, to, uh, look forward to a season with you on this football team. Looking forward to this, uh, this football season coming forward and uh, stay healthy and uh, like I said, uh, we'll keep an eye on you and wish you the best. Hey, thank you guys again for having me on, man. I appreciate you guys. Hi, right, John. One of the things we, uh, we didn't touch on, we talked about the, the trade and all the draft choices and just had a chance to talk to Vince Beagle who I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Vince come back, get into the lineup and we talk about his energy and and, uh, and, boy, I tell you, you, you couldn't ask for, you know, a, a better guy, a good citizen, and then just somebody that wants to come out and, and certainly do the best he can be when, when he comes back in the football field.
1: Yeah, smart, tough, competitive. Uh, he checks all the boxes in terms of what Coach Flores is looking for, for sure. And on the defensive side, I think Josh Boyer just gets another guy he can plug and play and move around that, yeah. that can play multiple positions. So I'm excited to see Vince back out in uniform and getting through training camp healthy and ready for the season.
0: I'm sure Danny Cross was looking forward to having him on his special. Yeah, that's true. Those types of things. Other free agent moves. are William Fuller, the wide receiver from Houston. looks like Houston and the Dolphins have a kind of like inbred connection now. So they get get their wide receiver free agent, William Fuller, a guy that is a deep threat. Uh, You know, he doesn't – he's probably not going to be targeted as much as some receivers, but usually when he makes a play, it's a big play. So that kind of – kind of eases your burden when you're looking at receivers in the draft a little bit. Matt Skura, another center coming in uh, from Baltimore, big tough guy that comes in and is going to feel like, it well, looks like we're going to be, you know, free agent center, a new free agent center every, every year, the way we're going this way. <laughs> Matt Skura comes in and, and a couple other ones, John, Aladdin Roberts, the Dolphins resigned. signed I was happy to see that because well, every time I saw a big hit, every time I saw a linebacker really stuffed the line of scrimmage. <clears throat> I saw number forty-four, Landon Roberts, usually as a guy that was sticking his head in there. And then they then then they re-signed Mac Hollins, who had some big games at the receiver position for the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I was happy to see Landon Roberts, who's coming back from a looked like a pr- pretty severe knee injury yeah. against the Raiders late in the year. And he's a hard worker, Bo. I mean, gosh, every time you mention you know short yardage, a tough play around or behind the line of scrimmage. He was the guy making the big hit. And the best thing about Roberts is he led by example. He wasn't a big talker in terms of to the media or, you know, he was a talker amongst his peers. He was trying to get guys fired up to play to his level. And I think the more people that you have like him and Vince Beagle, who think that they are the lead, the leader, because yeah. now you've got a bunch of leaders and you got a guys that are trying to set the tempo. And I, I think that this football team thrives when there's, multiple guys like that. And Matt Collins, I thought he, you know, he deserves a shot. Yeah. He deserves a chance to go through again and, and prove what he could do. You know, that big catch against the Raiders uh, when Fitzy just chucking it down there, when he's getting, you know, the ear hold with a, a face mask call and a personal foul, but he made a couple big catches, a nice yeah. touchdown against Arizona. So I'm just happy for both of those guys, because I think they are two players that you didn't, you know, you didn't hear much in the media. You didn't hear any bad things off the field. But when you watched practice, they were two guys that set the tempo on the offense and the defensive side. And you need guys like that. Yeah, I remember early in training camp watching a little
0: bit and going, man, this guy. Mac you Hall.
1: loved him. Remember, I remember you talking yeah, about man, him.
0: This guy, all he does is make plays. And even during the season. But, but you know, and, and I think Fitzy did a good job with him because I think early in, in some of the games early on, he kind of had the drops early in the game. But but later on he would make big plays, so right. big plays for you. And, and Fitz, I think, went a way, big way to to continuing to go with him even after he had yeah. maybe maybe left a couple of balls in the ground. So kind of helped his uh, you know helped his attitude and everything. And and so so nice to have those guys back. And I tell you what, I, I got to – you know every now and then in this league. You know, I, I remember when uh, Alfred Ogletree missed practice and told Coach Shuler he was adopted abducted by an alien, and they dropped him out <laughs> in Everglades. I mean, I, I, saw a guy, I saw a guy in the parking lot, you know, r- run through the parking lot, get dressed in his uniform, run back through the parking lot, come around the trees, climb over the fence to get on the practice field. He was a rookie, and Coach Shula sent him back off the field because he was late. They made him climb back over the fence, uh, go back out the same way you came. <laughs> I don't really to see him I've seen some crazy things with some young rookies, but – Boy, this Isaiah Wilson deal. Well, oh, what man. the heck is going on with this kid? You, the Dolphins, sign him, and you go. Okay, you know he he knows he knows Flo. They went to the same high school. They've got all these connections. These people know this guy. They're going to be able to get him. Two days later, the guy says, "Ah, to hell with it. I'm out of here. I'm done." Yeah, you
1: know, it's crazy because he had everything on a silver platter. Yeah. You screw up your first opportunity uh, in Tennessee. You're a very high draft choice. You've got a a partner that you're going to play probably or potentially next to and Solomon Kinley, who you've spent four years or at least three years uh, with in Georgia. And you come to the Dolphins and you've got everything set up. You're late for a physical, hours late for a physical. Yeah. You don't commit to the off-season program. And for all your orientation, you just blow it off. This isn't going in the right direction early. We're going to cut ties and not let this fester only with uh, Isaiah Wilson, but to the rest of the team. Yeah. So I, I think they did the smart thing. Didn't cost him much uh, to take an opportunity take a chance. And uh, it didn't work out. But uh, you, you hope that uh, Wilson, for his sake, finds something that turns his life around in terms of yeah. to, to get some potential out of his talent, because uh, right now he, he can't get in the game. Yeah. Well, and, and he's not going to get in the game. I mean,
0: you know, you, 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 I'm sure you got a signing bonus and whatever guaranteed money you're, you're allowed to keep or whatever. but. Well, you know, it's it's funny. You know, you know, it's all you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you 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 look back over the years at guys that have done stupid things like that. That have, you know, and then and then you find and then you see three years later they're like dead broke and they they don't you know they they, they don't have a pot to piss in and they and so you know well you know geez you had the you had the world at you had the world at your feet. You know, you 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 had you were you could have been financially sound for your lifetime and your kids' lifetime. Had you just not, but hey, you know, to each. Hey, his you own- know,
1: you know, Bo, the saddest part about it is the off season uh, isn't what it used to be. I, I mean, I know you have to kind of check in and do things and work out and stuff, but it's not taxing on you, your body at all. You know, it's mostly probably Zoom for, yeah. for you know, the majority of this off season as well. So, you know, golden opportunity and uh, just flushed uh, away by Isaiah Wilson. Yeah.
0: John, like I said earlier, you know, we were, we're coming on every other week now, so, but really, by the time we talk again, you know, the draft is going to be kind of right at our doorstep uh, when we come up next time. And so so that being said, uh, before we kind of wrap this part of it up, um, you, you look at what's gone on so far in the in free agency, in the draft and where where this football team has positioned themselves right now. Um, I mean, I've, I've got to, I've got to give them a pretty I got to give them a couple gold stars for 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 what this organization has done uh, throughout this period. To get to where they're at right now, uh, with what they've done in free agency, what they've done to set themselves up pre-draft, um, boy, if you're not if you're not excited about what they've done, then 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 you got to be you must be a Buffalo fan or a, or a New England fan,
1: <laughs> or you must wear that ugly green and white something. Uh, yeah, you're right, Bo. I, I think an A plus uh, for in, in this offseason and last offseason. You know, last off and free agency in the draft set the Dolphins up for success on the field. They go from five wins to 10 wins. Now they do the same thing this offseason. They strategically spend their money because it wasn't a plethora of cash like they had in the previous offseason. You get an explosive receiver. You replace a a very talented center with another talented center. You have to get depth at linebacker. They do that. They re-sign some of their own, and they put themselves in a position where they still have four picks in the top 50 while garnering more picks in 22 and in 23 in those drafts. So I would say, you know, AA plus for the Miami Dolphins. And and I think fans should be very excited to see where this team goes this this season. Hi, John. I'm
0: the Corey. Here we are, April 10th, DCC. I know you've been involved with it. I've been involved with it for a long time. And, you know, the organization has put a goal of raising $75 million. I think we're already at. $30 $30 million or somewhere around that with the previous BCCs. And it's really been one of these, uh, uh, one of the events that's close to really everybody's heart that's been around the Dolphin organization started to, as I said, you know, 11 years ago, Jim Mandich, when he was battling, uh, he had a courageous battle with bile duct cancer and uh, and it really kicked off the BCC and allowed the Dolphins to, to bring a lot of, a lot of funds to Sylvester, University of Miami Sylvester Cancer Research, which is all benefiting Uh, Our community down here in South Florida, John. Yeah,
1: it's a terrific opportunity for the community of South Florida to get together and and try to fight a battle that you said was you know waged uh, in families all across the United States and all over the world. But it's just good to see the dolphins and the community kind of bond together and raise so much money and important dollars for for such a great cause. And as you said, you know a, a lot of friends and family get involved in it, and it's a fun. It's a fun day uh, for whatever you like to do. If you like to walk, you can walk. If you like to run, uh, you can run. If you like to ride, you can ride. And uh, I don't suggest going uh, as far as, as our kids go, because I don't know if our bodies would take us that far, Bo, but yeah. we'll be out there doing what we can and, and being a, a part of it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really a, it's a nice event. And, and, and look, it, with COVID, it's it's probably going to be toned down a little bit more maybe than, than, than before. But you know, it's 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 you know it, it's 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 about it's about raising funds is what it's about. Uh, but today is about people. You know, you, you spend the day whether you whether you walk the 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 5K walk, whether you ride a bike 15 miles, whether you ride a bike 100 miles. Uh, you know, and I've done just about every every aspect of it. Uh, going, you know, since it began. And and you know I always walk away, John. I always walk away or get in my car and drive back going. Now I met a lot of really great people and I met a really lot of courageous people, people that have battled cancer and they're out there riding and raising funds for other people and meeting people that, you know, have lost family members and how important it is to them. And, and so it is. And, and look, if you, it's, as I said, it's, it's, it's Saturday, April 10th. Um, you, you're still time to get involved. You can go to the dolphins, DC, dolphins, dolphins.com. You can go to DCC.com, uh, Look, I'm on on Facebook. If you want to donate to, to my uh, to my deal, so there's, there's a lot of different ways to get involved in the DCC, but uh, but get involved some way because it, it, it helps our community. Uh, and 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 I tell you what, I don't know about about you, John, but every time I've every time I've left, I've kind of been tired, but I've always felt really good about the day that I just gave up um, for South Florida. when I do Well, that. it's a
1: satisfying feeling, that's for sure, and. And so it's about the stories you hear and the people that are there and, and why they're there and the names on their backs or on, on their front of their shirts and, and the purpose behind it. So it means a lot to South Florida. I know it means a lot to the Miami Dolphins and their organization. And, and it means a lot to, to the community. And, and I'm just glad uh, we have people and friends and, and family that are involved in and in doing the right thing in South Florida
0: no doubt Donnie, well pleasure being with you again man same Two,
1: here bo look forward to it and
2: to
0: next like- time we talk we'll be uh, closer to the draft yeah, that'll be nice that'll be nice and then we'll get back to our week-to-week chats I kind of, that's we're, right we're kind of i'm kind of getting by the time i get to the second week here i'm getting anxious to get on the on the air so uh, uh but we got in a couple of weeks we'll be back and uh we'll get everything done well thanks logan like thank logan mccall for always Getting us on the air, and I want to thank you guys for listening. Remember, the Audible is presented by AutoNation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. You can save on 100,000 vehicles right now at Autonation.com. That's going to do it for the Audible this week. Everyone, stay safe, and we'll catch you in a couple more weeks.